Earth, you're now listening to the Paul McGuire Report. This program, this communication is of utmost importance, paramount importance. We are moving at lightning speed into a completely different reality, a completely different world. Most people, the overwhelming majority of people, have no clue whatsoever what lies ahead, what this future reality will look like when it's finished assembling itself. Now, when I say finished assembling itself, I'm inferring, of course, that the intelligence, the brain power, the plan that is being generated by this technology falls under the category of what is known as self-directed technology or self-assembling technology. The idea is that the technology is being driven. And, and, and you know, sometimes people complain that well, I'm not trying to talk down to anybody, but I'm trying to talk one-to-one to you to kind of grab a hold of you with a motive of love, love one another as Christ loved the church. That's the main commandment that Jesus Christ gave us as true believers in Jesus Christ. Our super weapon, our super power, and yes, I'm tired of apologizing about this, by the way. I really am. I am tired of apologizing about a biblical truth spoken of by Jesus Christ and the apostles where both Jesus and the apostles and other leaders in the Bible, in their, in their lives, in their intelligence, in their interactions, they were operating in the realm of not hocus-pocus mysticism, but they were operating at a higher level where they could accomplish things, achieve things, see things, understand things from a supernatural perspective or supernatural level. Therefore. The dynamic that they were operating in could be described as superhuman. So I'm tired of apologizing for it. And I'm tired of some half-baked, half-tweaked, partially astute, but mainly asleep person. They love to criticize by cherry-picking your statements, taking them out of context, and then completely self-destructing. What do I mean by that? It's clear that God says in his word that we are not gods. Only God is God. So that's a given. We don't need to dance around the flagpole. We don't need to dance around the maypole over and over and over again ad nauseum, repeating the same biblical truths as if we just all discovered it yesterday. That is both boring, mundane, and what, what happens is you're stuck in a box of limited thinking. Now, what I mean by that is simply this. The Bible from Genesis to Revelation warns us not to attempt to be God. It says it all over the place. And that was the great sin of Adam and Eve. They attempted to be God. They They were tempted by Lucifer, who told them that it was perfectly okay to eat from the fruit of the tree in the middle of the Garden of Eden. And even though God warned them that in the day you eat from the fruit of the tree in the middle of the Garden, you are going to experience the fall of mankind. So, if we have any biblical literacy, we know that. And so it becomes ad nauseum when we walk around in a circle reciting the exact same Bible verses over and over again in this vain delusion 
that people who read the Word of God, who are praying to God, that somehow uh, the the eclipse, the sun has gone down on their intellect, an eclipse has occurred. That is not the case. There's a deeper, more profound truth that God wants to communicate to his people in the last days. The, the essential message of this deep truth is simply encapsulated by the words of Jesus Christ when he said to you and me, he said these words with courage and boldness and under the anointing of the Holy Spirit. He said, occupy the land until I come. In other words, use my supernatural authority to occupy the land, take it over from Satan until I come or I return at the second coming. That's a very simple truth to grasp. Now, the critical thing here is that we don't throw the baby out with the bathwater. It is clear that God has given all true believers in Jesus Christ, God has given those who are members of the supernatural body of Christ, God has given these people who constitute what the Bible calls the supernatural body of Christ, God has given those people a vast array of supernatural powers, giftings, uh, spiritual gifts, spiritual power of all kinds. If you attempt to siphon off the supernatural power of God, if you attempt to erect theological sandcastles uh, on on the coastline of a beach, you're, you're building these elaborate theological sandcastles, and then, of course, you know what happens. The tide comes in, and you know you have three to seven inches of water sliding up the beach, and that water then demolishes it demolishes and destroys the sandcastle because the sandcastle is fragile, it's made of sand, and so it, it disintegrates. So the critical challenge before us as true Bible-believing Christians is this, and I'm going to spell it out for you very simply very coherently, but then I'm going to ask you to take the ball and run with it. So this is the deal. On one hand, God has bestowed upon us, through the power of the Holy Spirit, all kinds of spiritual gifts and giftings, all kinds of supernatural powers. It is discussed at length in the Bible where God gives us <clears throat> the spiritual gifts, like, like the gift of the word of knowledge, the word of wisdom, uh, the, the gift of healing. So God gives us a vast array of supernatural gifts, and then get, God gives us a vast array <clears throat> of uh, the fruit of the Spirit and the ability to work miracles. Now, none of that disappeared just because somebody got out their Bible chart or whatever and decided to you know, make it disappear. It has not disappeared. To say that God... Re- look, track with me with this. We are now in the greatest season of spiritual battle in the history of mankind. It has never escalated before to this level. So we're in a massive spiritual battle, an end-of-the-age battle between God and the demons, between the fallen angels and God's angels, and there's an all-out war going on between God and God's power and God's people and Satan, and the fallen angels, and Satan's power. There's an all-out war in multiple dimensions for the fight for the control of planet Earth, formerly the Garden of Eden, for the control of planet Earth, and for um, yielding to the power to occupy until he comes. 
It's just that simple. Now, there's two mistakes we can make theologically and biblically, which would cause us to move out of the area of right doctrine into the area of false doctrine. And how that happens is you take the Word of God, you interpret it in an unbalanced manner or a manner which is out of context. And when you do that, you end up uh, developing a theology of victimhood. You end up developing a theology of defeatism. And I'm not talking about psychological victimhood or psychological defeatism. I'm talking about you end up developing, through wrongly dividing the Word of God, you end up developing a theology of defeat. That's not what God wants for us. What God wants for us is a theology of victory in which we understand that the Bible teaches us that we are more than overcomers in Christ Jesus. And the reason, the fundamental reason that we are more than conquerors in Christ Jesus is because God has given a vast given us a vast array of supernatural powers. And when we use these supernatural powers, which he outlines in his word by faith, then we become more than conquerors in Christ Jesus. And that's what God wants for us. Because you see, these are the last days. Bible prophecy tells us that. These are the last days. The signs of the times that Jesus Christ talked about are everywhere. Bible prophecy is coming true everywhere. These are the last days. This is the end of the age. So, what God expects of us is to believe his word, to study his word, to rightly divide the word of God, and then after we rightly divide the word of God, keeping ourselves from spiritual error, guarding ourselves from false doctrine, we keep the word of God, and then we move forward boldly under the dunamis power of the Holy Spirit, or the explosive dynamite power of the Holy Spirit. We, meet, we move forward, and we're victorious. That is the, the goal of God for us. But if we wrongly divide the Word of God, if we embrace false doctrine, <clears throat> if we disparage the ongoing reality of the gifts of the Holy Spirit, of the fruit of the Holy Spirit, of the ability to work miracles, signs, wonders, you know, you would think from reading some Christian leaders, uh, uh, you would think from reading some Christian literature, that it is against the will of God to move in supernatural power, to be filled with the Holy Spirit, to operate with the gifts of the Holy Spirit, to operate with the fruits of the Holy Spirit. You could easily come away from your Bible study falsely or wrongly dividing the Word of God. And that makes you impotent and you're set up for defeat. That's not what God wants. In the la- This is so simple. I don't get why people confuse this and overcomplicate it. This is the message that Christ has for us in all of its simplicity. Number one, God has made us more than conquerors in Christ Jesus. God has supernaturally equipped us with the dunamis dynamite power of the Holy Spirit. God has clothed us with power from on high. God has granted us the gifts of the Spirit, the uh, ability to occupy until he comes, the ability to work signs and wonders and so on and so forth. God has given us all these supernatural giftings so that we might be more than conquerors in Christ Jesus. Now, we're at the end of the age, and it should be apparently clear that at this period that we are 
calling what the Bible calls the end of the age, that in this particular time period, there's an all-out war between Lucifer and the fallen angels and God and his angels. And Jesus Christ, in terms of the prophetic timeline, Jesus Christ is starting to rise from his throne. So right now, positionally, Jesus Christ is sitting on the throne room of God, and as he's sitting on the throne room of God, Jesus Christ is starting to rise from sitting on the throne room of God. And the reason he's starting to rise is because the intention of Christ as King of Kings and Lord of Lords is to rise from his throne. And just before Jesus Christ rises from his throne, God the Father anoints Jesus with the oil of the Holy Spirit. This is similar to the oil of the Spirit that David that King David was anointed with. This is similar to the anointing of the Holy Spirit that was poured out on both Old Testament leaders and New Testament leaders. Having the Holy Spirit poured out, having the oil of the Holy Spirit poured out upon you signifies that you have been anointed, signifies that you have been supernaturally equipped with the power of God for the purpose of overcoming, for the purpose of victory in spiritual battle. And finally, for the purpose of winning the battle. And why is it that God is so insistent that we win the battle, that we're victorious in the battle? Why is this a big deal with God? And why is it a horrendous sin to backpedal from that basic truth? Why is it that being a coward is the number one sin listed in the, for crying out loud? Why is it that the number one sin listed in the book of Revelation regarding the last days is that we receive and walk in power from on high, and we occupy until he comes. That's our number one commission. Why is that our number one commission? Because the primary mission that Jesus Christ has given us as true members of the supernatural body of Christ, the primary mission that Jesus Christ has given us is to move, move out victoriously, occupy the land, bring in the last day's soul harvest, ignite a biblical revival, reclaim the, the land, reoccupy the land under the lordship of Christ and under the word of God, were to do all of those things. And the reason we can be confident that we are going to be victorious, that we will be bold in occupying the land, that we will boldly flow in the gifts of the Spirit and the fruit of the Spirit, the reason we will do this boldly, the reason we will be victorious in all of these areas, is for one singular biblical reason. And this is the reason. It is absolutely impossible for God's people, individuals who compose the supernatural body of Christ, it is absolutely impossible for those individuals, known as the bride of Christ or the body of Christ, it is impossible for those individuals to accomplish their supernatural mission, to, to, to be spiritually victorious, to win the spiritual battle on all levels and in all playing fields. It is absolutely impossible to win it with a mighty victory the spiritual battle at the end of the age. It's impossible. We cannot, you cannot, I cannot win this spiritual battle at the end of the age. And so if that is the case, and it's not, by the way, that's a misinterpretation of Scripture. If that is the case, then our job is to go about doing our Father's business faithfully. 
And that means we occupy until he comes. We conquer the land. We're victorious in spiritual battle. That's what that means. And the reason that we are confident that we can occupy the land, that we're victorious in spiritual battle, the reason we're confident of those victories is because, is because we are believing God. We're believing God's word. We're putting our faith in the supernatural dunamis power of God. We're putting our faith in God's supernatural victory. We're putting our faith in all the promises of God, such as one of the promises of God is that we are to obey the words of Jesus Christ when he tells us to uh, go to Jerusalem and tarry into Jerusalem with the rest of the disciples wait upon God the Father and tarry in Jerusalem until the Father sends power from on high upon you. So we are to tarry in Jerusalem and wait upon God until he clothes us with the supernatural power of Almighty God, which translated means we are to be clothed with the supernatural power of God, which means we are to be clothed with the power of the Holy Spirit, which is the dunamis dynamite power of God. And it is only when we have the supernatural dunamis dynamite power of God being poured out upon us, which is symbolized by the oil of anointing that Jesus receives when God the Father pours the holy anointing oil upon him, Jesus. And as he receives that anointing oil, Jesus also receives power from on high. Jesus Christ receives um, the supernatural power of God. We're clothed with power from on high. And once we're infused with the supernatural power of God, once we have activated the mind of Christ, once we receive by faith the supernatural power of God, which comes from the words dunamis, which means dynamite, or the dynamite explosive power of God. So as believers, when we put our faith in God's promises, we are to receive the dunamis which means the dunamis dynamite power of God. We are to be clothed with power in the last days. And what that does, in, in the most basic terms, is that supercharges us so that we're clothed with power from on high. We're anointed by the power of the Holy Spirit. And once we are anointed by the power of the Holy Spirit, once we receive power from on high, once we're clothed with power from on high, then and only then are we supernaturally fortified to take the land, occupy the land, conquer the land, and move out. And when the mighty men and mighty women of God that are all over planet Earth right now, make no mistake about this, I'm asking you humbly that you would hear what I'm saying to you. I am saying to you, with the utmost humility, I am saying directly to you right now, <clears throat> that if you're born again, if your sins have been forgiven by the blood of Jesus, if you've tarried into Jerusalem or waited upon God until he has clothed you with power from on high, then you are in a transformational position where you are now a joint heir with Jesus and you will rule and reign with Jesus Christ. <clears throat> and that's happening now. And so you're anointed with the supernatural power of God. 
And that means in every spiritual battle that, that comes up against you, you are more than a conqueror in Christ Jesus. You overcome by the blood of the Lamb and the word of your testimony. So now we know that we can be victorious in the spiritual battle when we believe God at his word, when we place our faith in God the Father's supernatural promise to clothe us with power from on high. When we obey that, when we receive the power of the Holy Spirit and are clothed with power from on high, then we possess the supernatural energizing force or power from on high. And once we have received the supernatural energizing force, then we have the dunamis, the dynamite explosive power of God upon which we can move forward in spiritual battle and occupy the land, win souls for Jesus Christ, and basically take down the, the strongholds and take down all the fortifications of the evil one and the enemy. Now, normally, again, I ask that you track with me 100%. Normally, this would be an impossibility. Normally, we would be discouraged and frightened and fearful and be tempted to retreat from the battle. That's normally. But you and I are not part of any normal category. We don't belong to the new normal and the old normal. Who we are in Jesus Christ is we are the sons and daughters of God. We are the recipients of power from on high, which comes from the Holy Spirit. Once we have been infused with power from on high, then we have the supernatural power of God of going forward boldly, overcoming the adversary, overcoming the demonic powers, and then occupying the land, possessing the land, conquering the territory of the land that God has for us. Let me repeat it again. We are to conquer the territory through the power of the Holy Spirit. We're to conquer the territory that God has for us. And that means we mop up the enemy and we establish, and again, once again, I'm asking you to really track with me. We, we <clears throat> establish dominion. Now, what that means when you rightly divide the Word of God is that God pours out His Holy Spirit upon us. We then go out and we're more than conquerors in Christ Jesus. But then, by utilizing our faith in Jesus Christ, by exercising our authority in Jesus Christ, we move forward, we occupy the land, we occupy the territory. The territory represents, quite simply, the territory represents <clears throat> the uh, <clears throat> physical and spiritual land, or the territory <clears throat> that God has. Excuse me, that God has for us to possess. <clears throat> so we are to possess that territory. We're to take that territory, and in addition, because we've been supernaturally anointed by the power of the Holy Spirit, we take the territory. And then, because we have the supernatural anointing of an Almighty God, we not only take the territory, but we occupy until He comes, and we defeat the demonic powers, we defeat the demonic strongholds, we defeat all the cities, all the nations, all the communities, all the educational systems, we defeat all the major power centers of society. We move swiftly through the land as more than conquerors in Christ Jesus, and we conquer in the name of Jesus all that God has given us to conquer. And the main thing God wants us to conquer is God wants us 
to conquer all of the territory that he has designated for his people to conquer. So that means, in practical terms, we are to conquer the land that God has given us. And that means we are to bring in, via spiritual conquest, via spiritual victory, that means we are to conquer and bring in, in total victory, the last day's soul harvest. So what we should be about if at the end of the age is quite simply this. <clears throat> We're to be more than conquerors in Christ Jesus. And in that process, we are to take the land, conquer the land that God has commanded us to. And that means we are to bring in the last day's soul harvest. That means under the anointing and the power of the Holy Spirit and under using the Word of God and the sword of the Spirit, we are to march forth boldly and take down the demonic strongholds and conquer the land. Conquer the land. And that is an act of spiritual aggression motivated by the agape love of Jesus Christ, and therefore it's, it's an act of love. So this is where we are. Now we look at America. <clears throat> America is playing out its role right now in the last days. America is um, America has a divine destiny that God called it to accomplish. That divine destiny was secured and established by the Bible-believing pilgrims and Puritans. So because of the Bible-believing pilgrims and Puritans, God Almighty had a vision for America. That vision is known as the American dream, <clears throat> and God had a plan for America, the American dream. God's plan for America was to spread the gospel throughout all the nations and throughout the world. God's plan for America was to conquer the land. God's plan for America was to occupy until he comes. All of that constitute God's plan for America. So our responsibility is to not doubt God to not waver at the promises of God. Our responsibility is to believe God at his word, and our responsibility is to function as more than conquerors in Christ Jesus. So, we look at America, and we see that America right now, objectively, is in a serious regression. It's in a serious regression for the same reason that Adam and Eve went into a serious regression during what was called the fall of man. Adam and Eve disobeyed God, the fall of man occurred, and when the fall of man occurred, Adam and Eve became spiritually neutered, spiritually powerless, spiritually weak. And America and the American church, instead of being more than conquerors in Christ Jesus, found themselves subjugated, found themselves conquered by demonic forces that were let loose in our nation by the hundreds of thousands of heavy-duty occultists, people like Sir Francis Bacon, Sir John Dee, head of the Rosicrucian movement, head of the Illuminati, head of Freemasonry, head of occult movements. All of this accelerated the, 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 the concept and teaching, the occult concept and teaching that <clears throat> uh, America was destined to be the new world order, that America was destined to be the new Atlantis. All of that is embedded in America's spiritual history. But God had an overarching plan for America that has transcended those lower-level plans, 
and it is the intention and will of God for the church in America, all those people who are authentically born-again Christians, whose sins have been forgiven, and who are true disciples in Jesus Christ. You have been commanded by God. You're not supposed to be standing around in an idle manner. You're not supposed to be standing around right now perplexed. You're not supposed to be giving yourself into a spirit of fear. You're not supposed to be entering a mental state of bewilderment. No, no, a thousand times no. None of those things represent your fate. You have been called by God for such a time as this. And God has poured out his Holy Spirit upon you for such a time as this. And God has supernaturally equipped you with supernatural intelligence, gifting, ability, his plans. Why? Because it is the intention and plan of God from the beginning that even though tens of thousands of hardcore occultists and Freemasons and and Illuminati and Rosicrucians and all kinds of other secret societies have flourished in America, and, and America is the center of a global occultic network. That's why America is referred to as the New World Order. It's referred to as the New World Order because America, <clears throat> America has two callings. One is a calling from Satan or Lucifer. The other is a calling from God and the angels of God. And in the last days, the supernatural body of Christ, the supernatural church of Jesus Christ, is given a choice whether or not to go forward and occupy the land in accordance with the supernatural dunamis power of God. Or conversely, a church can choose to disobey God and follow false prophets, false doctrines, and finally, in egregious disobedience to the plan and will of God, God's people can fail to occupy until he comes. God's people can miss the mark and not see with their spiritual eyes that they have been called to restore America and align America back in synchronization with a vision from God. And so what's happening in America right now is a very dangerous situation. At this particular moment in time, there is an all-out war in America between the demons and uh, the, the angels of God and God. And they're both operating under two different scripts. And our job is to read and study and renew our minds with the Word of God, to meditate on the Word of God, to understand the Word of God, and then learn and then apply the Word of God to our lives and then apply the Word of God to this end-time scenario that we have entered. So what this means is this. <clears throat> it is clear that God gave his people in America a unique heritage amplified and bestowed upon us by the pilgrims and Puritans who were great men and women of God, who knew the Bible in a deep way, and the pilgrims and Puritans operated on a very high level spiritually, and the pilgrims and Puritans had the spiritual power and the spiritual knowledge to occupy until Christ comes. And so we have that spiritual treasure alive in us. Now, God did not download all of those spiritual treasures and spiritual riches into the supernatural body of Christ in America. God did not download that into us 
unless God had a very clear and specific vision about what he expects us to do. And what God expects us to do is to become more than conquerors in Christ Jesus, to bring in the last day's soul harvest, to win souls for Christ, and to occupy the land until he comes. Because it's only then. You see, what we must do, and there's a reluctance to do this that proliferates in the body of Christ in America. And if we're going to see God move with power, and that's what God wants, quit playing tiddlywinks. God didn't call you to play tiddlywinks. Tiddlywinks is a game for idiots. God did not create you to be an idiot. He created you to be more than a conqueror in Christ Jesus. And so, God has given us a call, supernaturally, to recapture the vision of God, the vision inspired by the Holy Spirit. God has called us to recapture the vision of God, the vision of the Holy Spirit. God has called us to recapture that and to recapture the land, and to do it with a loving yet spiritual militancy. And by that, I simply mean this. What we have to understand, we live in a time when the Christian church excused the vulgarity, but we live in a time where the Christian church has chosen, because it has rebelled from the Word of God, we live in a time where the Christian church has chosen, in rebellion, to allow itself to be spiritually castrated and to be made spiritually impotent in the time of the greatest battle in the history of mankind. That's it in a nutshell. The only thing that's going to please God, because did you ever ask yourself with all this fasting and these Christian meetings and conventions and Christian gatherings and all this blah, 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 hey, I think it's good. It's a step in the right direction. Don't get me wrong. But with all this buzz of activity, there is a conspicuous lacking in God's people being set on power with power from on high and militantly conquering the land in a spiritual manner. And you and I are to fulfill the divine mission that the pilgrims and Puritans started. And the pilgrims and Puritans had a long-term vision for America. And the vision of the pilgrims and Puritans incorporated a clear vision in which they could see millions of students educated with a biblical worldview and educated in winning souls for Christ and educated in spreading the gospel. That is our inheritance. That's what we're supposed to be about. So we, we take that responsibility. We, we get knowledge and power. We, we have a Bible vision, a God-given vision for what our educational system is supposed to be, and that vision should also include a vivid vision of what our educational system is not supposed to be. Our media, our educational system, uh, every facet of our society, our government, our medicine, our laws, our legal system, our judicial system, our uh, political system, all of these governing systems in our nation were designed by men and women of God, the pilgrims and Puritans, to produce a nation that was totally unique in human history to produce a nation where um, we, we are called by God to produce a nation where we are to occupy the land in every arena. And we are to have a very clear and vivid vision of what that spiritual occupation or dominion means. It does not mean, for those of you that you know, get off on rabbit trails. It does not mean some kind of Machiavellian 
uh, uh, dominionist theology in which we, in the flesh, dominate our culture through some kind of theocracy. That, it doesn't mean that. What it means is the opposite of that. Our power as the supernatural body of Christ stems from the fact that you and I are to be servants of God. So that first and foremost means we're to have the love of God, the agape love of Jesus Christ, uh, ablaze in our hearts. The agape love of Jesus Christ, the selfless love of Jesus Christ, the spiritual love of Jesus Christ is to be alive and well in our hearts. So that everything we do, every action we undertake, flows out of the context of agape, Christ-like Christian love. Therefore, we are not, like the world is, we're not to perceive ourselves as big shots. We're not to perceive ourselves as great men and women and all the rest. We are to perceive ourselves as who we really are. We are servants. Now, grab a hold of that in the Spirit and allow the Holy Spirit to give you a detonation of revelation regarding the power of servanthood. We are servants, according to Jesus Christ. And that means we are to do what our Master did, Jesus Christ. He came as a servant. He is love. God is love. So the basis of the Christian life is to do everything from a motive of agape spiritual love, and it is to function fully as servants, serving mankind, serving our world. And here's the conundrum. Here's, here's the oxymoron. But it works out perfectly if you transcend the logic of fallen man and you ascend into the logic of <clears throat> um, true Christians. So as true Christians, everything we do is motivated, motivated by the agape love of Jesus Christ, the love of Jesus. And out of, out of that flows the fact that we are to be servants. We are to serve. So once we understand those dualities, that we are servants, and that we are to, to be uh, servants of Christ and operate from within the context of the love of Jesus Christ, everything else flows naturally. We understand the biblical precept, which is simply this, that our power, our authority, our victory, including a law-abiding, peaceful, agape love, spiritual militancy, which enables us to be anointing, uh, to be anointed with the anointing of a king or a ruler. Remember, before Jesus returns to planet Earth, he is going as he's going to as he prepares to rise from his throne. He he submits to God the Father, Jesus, and he allows himself to be anointed with the anointing oil, the same anointing oil that David was anointed with. Now, notice the instructional parallel between the teachings of Jesus Christ and the anointing oil of David. First and foremost, David was anointed with the anointing oil because he was the political king and ruler and spiritual ruler of ancient Israel and Judah, okay? The anointing oil signified his supernatural authority, his supernatural power. So he was anointed for the task, and part of the fact that he was anointed with the power of the Holy Spirit was done to symbolically reveal his ranking, which is of the highest ranking possible. Jesus Christ is and was King of kings and Lord of lords. So Jesus walks and moves as King of kings and Lord of lords. He's a joint heir with Jesus. Now, at this particular time, as we enter the last days, Jesus Christ 
is preparing to rise from his throne. And then God anoints him with the anointing oil of the Holy Spirit, symbolizing his rulership, his authority, his kingship, all of his supernatural powers and all of his supernatural abilities as the Son of God. He's anointed with the anointing oil of God. Okay, so when you compare and contrast the spiritual authority, the spiritual calling, and the spiritual position of the supernatural body of Christ on earth right now, you you see that we are entering the final stages of the preparatory phase where God's people, the supernatural body of Christ, they too, like King David, are getting a revelation from the Holy Spirit as to the nature of their true authority, their supernatural power, their supernatural giftings, and their supernatural anointing. Thus, as, as Christ is being anointed by the Holy Spirit as he sits on the throne room of God, what happens is if you were able to see into the invisible realm, if you were able to see into the throne room of God, you would see the anointing oil of God being poured out on Jesus Christ, just like King David, and as that anointing oil is poured out over his hair, poured out over his beard, and then as that anointing oil is poured out over his shoulders, his front, and his back, in a sense you could say Jesus is being bathed in the anointing oil of the Holy Spirit. This is telling us that Jesus Christ is moving into a transition phase. It is no, Jesus Christ is no longer, that's, it's, it's long gone. Jesus Christ is no longer a suffering servant, uh, agonizingly dying and being crucified. That is over. That season is over. Jesus is now preparing to rise from his throne. He's sitting at the throne because he has full authority as King of Kings and Lord of Lords. And he's receiving the anointing oil as a symbolic revelation of his authority of his uh, uh, power uh, and his ranking, okay? So as Jesus rises, all that uh, anointing oil, all that anointing oil that's being poured out upon Jesus, his forehead, his shoulders, his beard, his hair, all that anointing oil God is pouring out upon Jesus as King of Kings and Lord of Lords as Jesus prepares to return to earth as King of Kings and Lord of Lords, and Jesus Christ prepares to return to the earth as King of Kings and Lord of Lords. And he's returning as a conquering king, a conquering Messiah. He's returning with full authority as the King of Kings and Lord of Lords. So now that anointing oil that was poured out on Jesus, it is flowing. This is so important. In the throne room of God, in the heavenly realm, in the throne room of God, Jesus is sitting on the throne because he is the great I Am. The anointing oil is being poured out upon him, and the anointing oil is uh, being poured on his head, his shoulders, etc. And that same anointing oil of the Holy Spirit is first poured out upon Jesus, signifying his authority. But then the anointing oil continues to be poured out upon Jesus, and that same anointing oil flows off the beard, flows off his garments, uh, flows off his hair. The anointing oil that was poured out upon him in the throne room of God is now flowing from the Father upon him, upon Jesus, and anointing him. Why? Because Jesus is preparing to enter a different role. 
He's no longer the suffering servant. He's no longer the crucified uh, Son of God. Jesus is now King of Kings and Lord of Lords. He has the authority of the King of Kings and Lord of Lords. He's preparing to rise in order to conquer planet Earth and the evil in planet Earth. Jesus is preparing to rise. And then when Jesus rises, he's going to mount a white horse. And Jesus Christ, anointed by the power of the Holy Spirit with the full authority of the King of Kings and Lord of Lords, Jesus is going to ride a white horse from heaven to the war of Armageddon raging on planet Earth. And and that anointing oil is being poured out upon Jesus. And from Jesus, it is then poured out upon the supernatural body of Christ. In addition to that, the the vast armies of heaven, including the fallen angels, they will be mounted up on horses. And this massive army, this massive heavenly army, is going to invade planet Earth, following Jesus Christ down to planet Earth and overturning the works of the devil on planet Earth. And now this is so important. The very thing that was stolen from mankind, the very thing that was stolen from Adam and Eve, which was their kingly authority. Adam and Eve were given kingly authority and power to rule and reign over planet Earth as kings and queens, and to rule and reign over planet Earth as um, not only kings and queens, but to rule and reign over planet Earth as conquerors and rulers. They have been given this the spiritual authority to rule and reign. And so Jesus Christ returns to the earth to conquer the devil, the Antichrist, fallen man, and to establish his kingdom upon the earth. And this, this battle, you know, Christians like to candy coat the truth of God's word. God is love, but this battle is going to be uh, a battle of unprecedented proportions. And Jesus Christ is going to return as the conquering Messiah. Jesus Christ will make a short work out of the armies of hell, out of Satan, the fallen angels, all those who've accepted the mark of the the beast. They are going to be conquered. They are going to be subdued by Almighty God, the angels of God, all the men and women who chose to follow God, the armies of God. They are going to spiritually, violently, yet righteously subdue the illegal occupation of planet Earth by the servants of Satan, namely the Great Reset, uh, the New World Order, um, and and things of that nature. Those people represent, uh, they are a a temporary Luciferian government, and God is going to crush them. Did you hear what I said? No matter what kind of armament they have, artificial intelligence, droids, robots, satellites, clones, manufactured DNA, no matter how powerful their arsenal is, no matter how deluded they are into falsely believing that they have full-spectrum dominance, which is a military term for for when a military dominates or controls any sector in the battlefield or any sector sector in a war. When an army invades and then controls, let's say, the airwaves or the, the ocean, or, or the deserts, or the mountains, or whatever. Every sector that, that a military has dominion over, that a, that a military rules over, every sector, 
everything where an earthly army rules and reigns over, that's called an area of dominion. And so the military in America and other places in the world have a military expression called full-spectrum dominance. And full-spectrum dominance simply means that they will overcome the enemy and they will rule and reign with total authority and total dominion over the enemy. And they will fully conquer every domain. So the EMF, or electromagnetic frequency domain, the nuclear domain, the satellite domain, the land army domain, the artificial intelligence domain, and on and on and on. We could keep naming domains and sectors, and our military and other militaries in the world that are attempting to catch up to our military are trying to exercise full-spectrum dominance. But here is, here is the curveball. In final reality, which means ultimate reality, in what Dr. Francis Schaeffer called true truth, there is a biblical principle which is absolutely true. The biblical principle is simply this, that God Almighty, because he is God Almighty, because he is all-powerful, because God alone is the supreme being, God Almighty is going to descend to planet Earth He will rule and reign planet Earth, and in every sector of of a battlefield where where earthly armies—see, because at this time all of the earthly armies, or the majority of the earthly armies, are in the process of waging war against um, any sector of dominance that earthly armies have. So, So all these earthly armies, like the Chinese army, the Communist army, we don't know what quite is going to happen to America, but all the militaries of the world are going to be crushed by Almighty God as he descends from heaven because Jesus Christ rules and reigns. This is powerful stuff. Now, an inversion happens. Satan has been playing God. Satan became God through manipulation, deceit, lies, psychological operations, and so on and so forth. And using all that trickery known as the wiles of the devil, Satan conquered all the domains of planet Earth, and Satan is the illegal and illusory ruler of planet Earth, which means he doesn't really rule planet Earth in in facts. He rules planet Earth to the degree that he fools people through delusion into falsely believing that he is the temporary ruler of planet Earth. It's a a con job. It's It's a hypnosis. It's trickery. And it's lies. So, when Christ is descending from the heavenlies, riding a white horse with the armies of heaven, he heads towards Jerusalem at the valley of Megiddo, where Armageddon is occurring. And Jesus Christ, Chinese ships, Russian ships are firing ICBM missiles at him. Satellites are firing uh, DEW, or directed energy weapons. At Christ and the armies of heaven, the ar- excuse me, and the, uh, the armies of this present world system, the armies of all these nations are going to be f- practically fully allied against the second coming of Jesus Christ, and 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 they're going to try to shoot Christ down with missiles, EMF beams, directed energy weapons, uh, genetic weapons, all kinds of scientific, scientific and futuristic weapons are going to be employed with the intention. Of this is what is in the hearts of the vast majority 
of the military leaders of planet Earth right now. I don't know where America stands at this present moment. But you better pray for America. You better pray for all your heart and all your soul and all your life for America, because it very much matters what happens to America. And if America enters this some second coming phase and this Armageddon phase, if America enters it subdued by the same delusion and the same apostasy that have engulfed all the other nations, and if America has so deluded itself that it thinks that it's something special because of its divine call, you know, 250 years ago, America has allowed itself to be fooled. That is not the current status of America. It, we, it may be that it's over for America. No matter what the case, we need to pray fast and intercede for America like there's no tomorrow. Because we are, listen to me carefully, we are the tipping point. And so when the armies of heaven descend upon the earth, the, the angels, God, and, we, and, and God's people and God's angels engage in high-level spiritual warfare with all the mighty armies, uh, uh, earthly armies. So this is an incredible battle with the earthly armies. So all these nations, Iran, Iraq, they're all going to be shooting missiles and rockets and nukes and, and weapons of mass destruction and, and directed energy weapons, and the list will never end. There will be mighty armadas of naval vessels and submarines that are packed with ICBM missiles. There, there are satellites with directed energy beam weapons. We have, right now, wake up, we have powers right now, the U.S. military right now has powers that exceed the detonation of the atomic bomb by the physicist Robert Oppenheimer in, in um, I think it was the 60s. Uh, early 60s, Robert Oppenheimer detonated the world's first atomic bomb. He blew a hole open in the universe and it detonated a hydrogen bomb, a mushroom cloud. At that time, that was the most powerful military weapon ever employed. But make no mistake about it, since that time, America and other nations of the world have been very busy. They've been busy bees and they have far surpassed the now antiquated weaponry of <clears throat> hydrogen bombs, atomic bombs, directed energy weapons, and vast arm arsenals of futuristic scientific weapons, we have gone far, far beyond uh, those domains. Okay. Now, it's important for you to go to paulmcguire.us. That's paulmcguire.us. And you can read the documentation. You can see the names of these weapons and strategies. I map it all out for you in an easy-to-read, fast-moving manner. And we're giving the books to you at a super discount available to you. You can get the, order, the books in sequential order. Go to paulmcguire.us. And while you're at it, pray and ask God how you can join with this ministry and partner with this ministry. And whatever God tells you to do, obey Him. Really simple. Not complicated. You can't claim to be a disciple of Jesus Christ. And you can't, you know give out that kind of worn-out expression, what would Jesus do if you pray to God and you ask God, how much do you want me to donate to Paul McGuire Ministries? And then God speaks to you and, and puts a dollar amount on your heart, and instead of obeying God and, and giving what he told you to do, you immediately disobey him. Well, you can't, you can't have it both ways. You can't claim to be serving God and walking under the Lordship of Christ you can't claim to be serving God and at the same time just disobey God flat out. Okay, so 
all of this stuff is accelerating. So now there's a transition in heaven. The Holy Spirit is being poured out on Jesus. The anointing oil of the Holy Spirit. Jesus is preparing to descend from heaven to earth. And in this process, Jesus is rising from his throne in heaven. The oil, this is the key, the key truth to observe. The, the oil of the Holy Spirit, the supernatural oil of the Holy Spirit that, that is being poured out of believers onto, uh, onto the supernatural body of Christ. First, the oil, anointing oil, gets poured out on Jesus. As Jesus receives the anointing oil, then the gifts of the Spirit, the, the, the fruit of the Spirit, the power of the Spirit, the anointing of God, as well as the authority of God, begins to go into instantaneous uh, magnification. In other words, in, in a flash of Holy Spirit light, the dunamis dynamite power of God, you become the supernaturally anointed man and woman of God that God called you to be. So that happens. Now, right now we're down here on earth. You're listening to the Paul McGuire Report all over the world. You're part of an invisible network of like-minded believers. And the reason you resonate and relate to the message I give is for the same reason. There's a large number of people all over the world right now who also resonate and connect to and are fed by the message I'm giving. And the, these individuals and these groupings of people are popping up all over the world. They're special groups of people. They've been called out by God, called out by the Holy Spirit. They represent special groups of people whom God has called, and God has called them because God has a special plan and purpose for their life. And God is ready to press the ignition switch on their life. So all over the world, there's this rising of God's people as the Spirit of God is poured out upon them. And they're rising in response to the call of Jesus to become, to enter into the highest level of spiritual warfare they have ever experienced in their lives. And let me repeat that again. The days of spiritual retardation are, are over, and I'm not mocking anybody for a, a, a mental challenge. I'm not making fun of anybody, please understand. But we are, we are changing gears. Time is changing. Events are changing. That's why Jesus is starting to rise and the Father is pouring out the Spirit of God on him, the anointing oil. So that's happening in heaven. Jesus is preparing to rise. God is pointing out the anointing oil of the Holy Spirit. When Jesus rises, which will be soon, the armies of heaven will follow him. They will ride white horses. Jesus will ride white horses. And the armies of heaven and Jesus Christ are anointed, and they're armed, spiritually, law-abiding, but they are dangerous. And don't be afraid of saying dangerous. Dangerous simply means they're not impotent. They're not powerless. They, what, when they decree something, when they answer God's prayers, when they strike, it is, un, it is an unbelievable, earth-shattering, strategic, pinpoint accuracy strike. Okay, so, so that is all happening now. Now, as the oil is being poured out upon Jesus from God the Father in heaven, the, the anointing oil of the Holy Spirit, as that is happening, because we live in a multidimensional reality, as that is happening simultaneously, that anointing oil that is being poured out on Jesus, that anointing oil is being poured out on you 
and me and many other people around the world. That anointing oil from the Holy Spirit is first being poured out on God. God pours it out on Jesus. Jesus allows the anointing oil of the Holy Spirit to be poured out on his church. So simultaneously, because we're in a multidimensional universe, the anointing oil of the Holy Spirit is being poured out of Jesus, from the Father, and yes, you need to accept it by faith. This event is happening simultaneously. At this exact nanosecond, at this exact moment, the anointing oil of the Holy Spirit, as Jesus starts to rise in preparation for his second coming, the anointing of the Holy Spirit is also being poured out upon every true believer and every true member of the supernatural body of Christ. The anointing oil of the Holy Spirit is being poured out on you right now. And so you are receiving power from on high. The anointing that was flowing upon Jesus is now flowing upon you. You're being anointed with power, gifting, healing, the supernatural gifts of the Holy Spirit. You're being anointed with the authority of God, the leadership of God. You are law-abiding but armed and dangerous to the degree that by faith, to the, to the degree that by faith you choose to receive by faith the anointing oil of the Holy Spirit is now being poured out upon the supernatural body of Christ all across America, all across the world, and the anointing oil of the Holy Spirit is, is being poured out upon every single watcher, listener, and partner of uh, the Paul McGuire Report, Paul McGuire Ministries, and Paradise Mountain Church. I will be so bold as to say to you, that anointing oil that is flowing from the Father, that's flowing into Jesus, is now also, that same anointing oil is flowing through you. God is anointing you with his anointing oil. So I want you to see a picture of what's really happening in heaven. What's happening in heaven in the invisible realm is the anointing oil of the Holy Spirit is being poured out upon your head, your forehead. It's flowing down your shoulders. The anointing oil is flowing down your ears. The anointing oil is flowing down your black, a back flowing down your chest, and the anointing oil is continuing to flow down your shoulders. All of this symbolizes and signifies the fact that you have been anointed by the Holy Spirit of God. You've received the supernatural power of God. You've received the authority of Jesus Christ and the full anointing of the Holy Spirit. Now, what release? There are many ways that that you can receive a release of the power of the Holy Spirit, not just one way. The very fact that you're a partner with the Paul McGuire Report, in spirit as well as in practical manners, you, because you're a partner with the Paul McGuire Report, and because you're seeking God and hopefully doing the things that I'm exhorting you to do, the, the, the anointing of the Holy Spirit is being poured out upon you, and you are receiving with that the authority of Christ, the supernatural power of Christ, the authority of Christ, the boldness of Christ. You are what happened? Why did G David have to be anointed? David had to be anointed because he couldn't go into battle against the devil, or or the um, giants of old. David couldn't go into battle against the enemies of Israel unless David was first anointed with the oil of the Holy Spirit. So before David became the military commander of Israel. Before David 
became the mighty warrior that he truly was before David received his authority as king, his authority as ruler, his authority as a general, his authority as an unconquerable uh, leader. Before any of that was released in David's life, he had to first be anointed with the oil of the Holy Spirit. So David is anointed with the Holy Spirit. That is what supernaturally enables him to go into spiritual battle. That is why he is able to <clears throat> defy the, the giant Goliath. And that is why he's able to, with one slingshot, he's able to drop Goliath to the ground and cut off his head and kill him. And so he wipes out under the anointing of the Holy Spirit, released through the, 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 the Holy Spirit. David wipes out the enemies of Israel, the Syrian army, and <clears throat> Goliath. They're over. So what we learn is the biblical principle that before you go into spiritual warfare, before you engage in spiritual battle, you must obey God first and receive the anointing oil of the Holy Spirit. Because it's only after you receive the anointing oil of the Holy Spirit that you can be and function in the authority that God truly has for you. So now in America, <clears throat> we have millions of Christians. We have many people listening to the Paul McGuire Report all over the world. Let's talk, talk about all these Christians generically all across America and all across the world. There, there is a conspicuous problem in all these Christians, and the problem is the same problem that David encountered before he went up against Goliath. All these Christians are somewhat weak, somewhat neutered, somewhat cowardly, have given over to a spirit of fear. They, they're afraid of engaging uh, the enemy in a spiritual battle. That, that God is not happy with that spirit of fear. And they're, they're frightened, and they want to run and hide. They're on the retreat rather than the offensive. All of this is repugnant to God. And so God speaks to David and gives David the divine instructions that he needs to turn the battle around. And so this is what transpires. First, David is anointed with the oil of the Holy Spirit, signifying authority supernaturally, <coughs> signifying power from on high, signifying uh, a divine enablement and divine ability to be a mighty warrior for God, to be the king of Israel, and to be more than a conqueror in Christ Jesus. Once David receives the anointing oil of the Holy Spirit, now he is, he is supernaturally charged with the dunamis power of God, and it is only now that David can be released by God through the power of the Holy Spirit. It's only now that Jesus can go boldly to the very front area of the battlefield, look Goliath directly in the eyes, and thunder to Goliath out of his inmost being. He says to Goliath in a bold, anointed voice, how dare you defy the armies of the living God? And then, kaput, he slaughters Goliath the giant, and he takes the land because he has the authority and the anointing. Now, so this is the progression of events. So now we're in the last days. The battle is raging more fiercely in America and around the world than ever before. The plots of the, <clears throat> uh, the plots of the Great Reset and the World Economic Forum and the World Health Organization, the plots of all these evil people is so diabolical, it's so demonic that it, it, it just blows your mind. <clears throat> the, the bottom line is we are doomed unless we repent of our apathy and turn to God and cry out with our whole hearts, which is what David did before he went on the battlefield before Goliath. 
<clears throat> and so we seek God for the anointing of the Holy Spirit. Once we receive the Holy Spirit, we're equipped. The anointing oil, we're equipped to be victorious in battle. And that's exactly what happens. First, there's a, the anointing of the Holy Spirit. There's the anointing of oil. <clears throat> uh, David receives his stature and authority. Then he goes against Goliath. And then he kills Goliath because he has the supernatural authority and power to do so. So this is how spiritual victory works. So, so there's a very close parallel between what's happening in America right now, what's happening in the world, and what's happening between God and his people. And let's, let's illustrate the parable very quickly. The parable is simply this. The battle is raging on a fierce level as never before just like it did in the time of Goliath with the Syrian army, just like it did many times throughout biblical history when God's people were surrounded and it looked like their defeat was 100% guaranteed. Well, that's the way it looks right now. We look, there are giants in the land, except these are financial power giants. And in the flesh, when we appraise them, I mean, Bill Gates and these people, they're trillionaires. So they're like giants in the land. And they're plundering the land. I don't know if he is specifically, but people of his wealth and power are. are. They are in the process of dominating and taking over planet Earth. And anybody who doesn't understand that is a flat-out imbecile, a fool, and a sucker. And you, because of your stupidity, and I'm not trying to be unkind, you, because of your stupidity and willful ignorance, have chosen with with an act of your will to be deaf, dumb, and blind to the slaughter that is about to come on planet Earth. And God is disgusted by that heart attitude, by the way. You need to immediately fall on your face, repent of your hard, stony heart, and weep before God and ask him to forgive you, and keep your face buried into the carpet until God accepts your repentance, until God sends you power from on high, the dunamis dynamite power of God. So here we are, the battle's raging. And so the same procedure has to happen. The battle's raging. We're not going to win the battle going in with no uh, oil of the Holy Spirit, no anointing, uh, no anointing oil, no infusion of power from on high. We can't go into the battle and be victorious running on empty, okay? In order for us to be victorious in this battle, we must first get the anointing oil, and we must be anointed, and then we must get the anointing of the Holy Spirit. They go hand in hand. Once we're anointed with the Holy Spirit, once we're anointed with the anointing oil, then we have the supernatural authority, the supernatural power, the supernatural boldness, the supernatural giftedness to rise under the power and the authority of Jesus Christ and take back the land of America for Jesus. America was dedicated to Jesus Christ. America was dedicated to the Lord Jesus Christ by the pilgrims and Puritans for the purpose of spreading the gospel all around the world for the purpose of teaching the Word of God and shining the light of Jesus Christ all around the world. That is the intended purpose of America. Don't let anybody lie to you and steal from you the very purpose and heartbeat uh, concerning what America is all about. So, we must respond now. Jesus responded by receiving the the oil of, of the anointing oil. Christ responded by receiving the anointing oil. And now the right now, because of where we are in the in the time zone of the spiritual battle, right now the supernatural body of Christ, which constitutes many of you listening to the Paul McGuire report. And by the way, if you want to know whether or not you are a genuine 
member of the supernatural body of Christ, listen to the inner witness going on in your inner man or woman, and God will speak to your heart and tell you that you have been called by God and you are part of the supernatural body of Christ. He will tell you that. He will confirm that if you ask him. And if you're not sure, then pray. And we'll do another program. We'll, we'll pray together. So the critical thing here is to understand now we must be obedient as the body of Christ, especially in America. We must volitionally receive the oil, the anointing oil. We must allow ourselves, before we go into battle, to receive the anointing oil, and we must also receive the anointing of the power of the Holy Spirit, or the dunamis. Now, once we have received by faith the anointing oil, and the anointing and the power of the Holy Spirit, then and only then are we supernaturally equipped to be victorious in this last day's battle, which is about to explode and break loose. I, I deal with how it's going to break loose, the timing, the types of technology that exists that most people don't know exist, the power of God. I, I, I open up the power of God and relate it to current technology and inventions, etc., etc. Now, I want to say this. We're in an all-out war. You know it and I know it. I need you to stand with me. I need you to ask God and simply ask God, what can I give as a donation or a contribution? What would you have me give to Paul McGuire Ministries and Paradise Mountain Church? And then whatever God puts on your heart, obey him. Then I ask you to pray for me, the ministry, and those associated with this ministry. Your prayers mean everything. Your prayers mean everything. I need you to pledge to be a spiritual prayer warrior for me, the ministry, and everyone associated with it, because it's first and foremost a spiritual battle. And finally, I need you to be an intercessory prayer warrior that prays for souls, that prays for the last day's soul harvest, that prays that the power of God will sweep across America and transform it before it's too late. You've been listening to the Paul McGuire Report. I'm Paul McGuire. Visit paulmcguire.us. That's paulmcguire.us.